0: I also want to uh, welcome somebody to our studios who's been with us a number of times in different incarnations, I must say, Justin. Justin Coffey is with us. He is the Microsoft Solutions Manager at Red Level. Justin, good to have you here.
1: It's great to be back. Uh, Not the best weather, but I'd rather be in here than out there.
0: Oh, yes. Yes. Our friend uh, Mike Brennan is at a... um, a tailgate party in this awful weather we're having right now, but since this is a podcast, folks, the weather well, may have changed quite a bit. Hot thermoses of, of
2: coffee
1: it is good.
0: That's right.
3: I'm just amazed. What is red level?
1: So Red Level is an um, IT consulting and managed services firm based in Novi, and we've been around for 14 years, and, and ultimately we just want to help our customers solve business problems through technology.
3: And how did you come up with the name
1: Red Level? So that's the fun one. Um, I think it's still a little bit of a secret. We have three founders, um, and the running joke, their, their names are David, Ed, or Edward, and Robert, um, oh. and we kind of said is it red, Robert, Edward, David, but they, they claim it's not that. So I think the secret <laughs> remains. <laughs> yeah,
3: you know, you you know red you level ask, almost you
2: know. sounds like it's a game, so you, you reach the red level.
3: Exactly. You know, oh, so, yeah. you know, it's a. It sounds more like the name for like maybe an antivirus company. You know, hey, I got trouble. We got red level. You know, that's well. You thing. D- you guys do uh, cybersecurity as well, right?
1: We do, and and it's something that we're doing a lot more with on the Microsoft side. Um, but but just in general, just for our managed services customers um, that are typically more the smaller to mid sized business here in in the Metro Detroit area. You know, they depend on us to make sure that their um, equipment, their devices, and their data is safe. So
0: okay, so you represent uh, instead of a small all the mid-sized company having its own IT department, they contract you guys and you take care of that for them.
1: Yep. And then we're doing a lot more um, with kind of what you'd say the mid-market space from the consulting and very uh, more focused managed services. So instead of all things, you know, they have a help desk, they have these different things. But when it comes to the cloud and just the the growing change, we Uh... uh, kind of know it better. So we're able to deliver more consistent, more granular services versus kind of just the broad all in. If, I got you.
3: If we can just expand on on your services, stuff like that. When does a small business get to the point where they need the type of services that you provide?
1: So you're sneaking right in there because one of the things <laughs> that I talked to Foster around um, coming on, you know, you, Windows 10, the Fall Creators Update's great, um, but the Microsoft 365 Business product just launched, and I think that is kind of a great testament on. When you're a small business, getting the right tools is super important. And Microsoft's seen that, and they created a new suite of products designed for that small business. It ultimately supports up to 1 to 300 people, but in my opinion, it's really tailored to the 1 to 10. So when a red level comes in, Microsoft's tailoring these cloud solutions to... To make it, uh, a business owner self-sufficient um, in, in an easy-to-use way, single pane of glass to run their business from uh, an enablement, kind of a modern workplace standpoint, from a collaborative standpoint, security, making sure the devices are good. But they're also introducing business applications that really help that small business get things done. When you start to grow and mature and it kind of gets away from you, these tools get more complex. It's the nature of the business. Yeah. Um, and that's usually where red level comes in when company kind of, it, it depends. Every organization is different, but that 10 to 30 employee group, it's kind of in there. It gets a little mm-hmm. rare and that's when it kind of, Like, you know, with most CEOs, they have to start to delegate, Um, and that's kind of where IT becomes too much for them to manage, too many systems, too many devices, too many people, um, and it's better to outsource to help us kind of continue and scale that growth.
3: Do you do strictly consulting, or do you also provide cloud services and and hosting services and that sort of thing?
1: Yeah, all of it. Um, We do full-on managed services. We're a Dell EMC uh, partner. We're a VMware partner. We're a Microsoft partner. Um, We've been Microsoft's cloud partner of the year. We were three years in a row and came runner up this past year, which we're still incredibly proud about. Um, when it comes to hosting, we actually do a lot of that. So we know Azure's Microsoft's big hosting oh, provider, okay. but we've had our own uh, Azure equivalent called MyCloud or Michigan Cloud for about six years, and it's very niche for kind of the Michigan small business. Um, and you know, So
0: what, what would that cloud service do?
1: So instead of worrying about purchasing servers, managing those servers, oh, and just managing right. the lifecycle mm-hmm. and all the things, we, we can just take that over. And it's not just eliminating mm-hmm. physical servers from you know a company. It's not taking the server room and moving it out for the sake of doing that. Um, it's for the flexibility you get. It's for, um, for a lot of small businesses, they can't afford g- uh, redundant internet, you know, Know, uh, backing up into geo-redundant areas and all that stuff for their right. data, running their business in case. We've seen a lot of it lately, uh, power outages, internet outages. With, with it being in the cloud in a you know, tier one data center, we can keep your business running wherever you are.
3: Right. What what about in the cases of uh, and I know you're here today waving the Microsoft banner. Oh, I'll
1: throw the red level flag around too. <laughs> yeah.
3: but re- yeah, with red level. Right. Do you also uh, provide services for other platforms, Unix, Mac, that sort of thing?
1: We we support um, OS X um, and iOS, uh, especially more around the Microsoft stack. I wouldn't say we're necessarily experts, but I think with what Microsoft's doing, what the industry is doing, is that it's no longer. You're just this and you're just that. I think there's strength in being a Microsoft Cloud partner and Dell EMC partner and a VMware partner, but I think it's more focused on solutions. And one of the things I'm focused on within the Microsoft world is the modern workplace, which doesn't define as, you know, I've got you know, a Dell laptop running Windows 10 or I've got an Apple laptop running OSX. Um, we're starting to do more of that, and Linux is huge. Linux is a lot of the, the workloads being put onto Microsoft's Azure Cloud platform.
3: Hmm. Well, I mean, with the the advent of bring your own device now exactly. and, yes. and that sort of thing, you have Android, you have iOS, you have Apple, you have Microsoft, you have all these different platforms going on. And I imagine Red Level is able to take care of all those.
1: Yeah, and it's we're, we're making more investments day in and day out to support those, you know, more uh, the secondary things that we, we do iOS and Android all day long. But for OSX, really kind of understanding it and honing in on it, we definitely have some OSX people that are really sharp and Apple people in general. Um, we're investing more on the Linux side, just because it makes sense. Open source is uh, a great product, and gone are the days of Windows Server only.
0: Yeah, I got guess uh, this is kind of tangential to the conversation, but it's interesting that Justin has been referring to OS 10 as OS X, and that is the reality that people refer to it as OS X. And even though I, Apple, Microsoft app, guys, no, <laughs> Apple wants us all to say OS 10 or iPhone 10, and people are. Inevitably coming up with OS X and iPhone X, and by the way, we're going to talk about that. This last week, uh, iPhone 10 was launched, and people have started to pick theirs up. We'll be back in just a minute to talk about Microsoft. Welcome back. It's the Internet Advisor, Foster Brown, Ed Rudell, Cal Carson, and Justin. Coffee is in the studio with us, Justin is the Microsoft Solutions Manager for Red Level, which is a company based here in Southeast Michigan. Uh, They're an enterprise-grade IT service company. Uh, they focus on small and mid-sized businesses and helping them with their IT program. I
2: was going to say, in the old days, you just call them a bunch of geeks, but uh, <laughs> there are just so many of those types of geeks around nowadays. And and uh, typical... they, they help you just sort of figure out all the nuances of, of the products that are going on, and yep. technologies, and what about backup, and what about my internet service provider, and customers, and payments. They just take care of all that for you.
0: Am I right that this also kind of embraces the concept of ser- uh, software or service? SaaS?
2: Software right? as a Service?
0: Yeah, is that part of this,
1: Justin, as well? We support it. Um, so we, so for my role, I focus primarily on Microsoft's cloud services, um, not as much necessarily what we thought of you know, the Windows server and the on-premise stuff. I mean, it all kind of correlates, oh, but, got it, but okay. my primary focus is what Microsoft's doing in the cloud, which is software as a service or SaaS, platform as a service, mm-hmm. um, infrastructure as a service. Those are kind of the big three pillars. And uh, for me, I, I focus a ton of my time on what Microsoft's defining as their modern workplace area, um, which is definitely all SaaS products.
2: You said okay. Workplace or Warplace?
1: Workplace. Uh, Although okay. oh, depending on the company. You, you never know. It's the
3: second time you said that, and I'm like, did he say Warplace? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's a Navy account or something. He's got out of his mind. Let's talk for a little bit for our listeners
0: who are most of them, um, you know, myself, my wife uh, has Windows 10 on her machine, uh, and a lot of people out there. Matter of fact, So we're comedy. coming on the third anniversary of Windows 10, right? Are we? Yes. Third anniversary, wow. Time flies. Time yeah. flies. Yeah. And how many units have been installed now? It's, do you know? It's a I, lot. I think, I think the term zillion comes up yeah. <laughs> when I hear that.
2: Bazillion. bazillion. And case, I know it's in the hundreds of millions. Yes, it's a, it's it much. is. Mm-hmm. It's all over the world. So uh, and, and enterprises are starting to switch over finally. That two-year period has that's elapsed. That's true. And now a lot of enterprises, or style start to make that plunge. They were so hesitant with the Windows 8 and 8.1. That Microsoft oh, yeah. finally got it right um, with the Windows 10. If you remember, when Windows 8 came up, came out, they they um, the guy that actually re- was the head of of Windows 8 left the company a week right. before That's the right. release because he was so adam. I, I don't know why, but the speculation is he would not put the start button there. Oh, and he said, "This yes. is my baby," and it was released without a start button, and, and and everyone went ballistic. Yep, you know, and I'm, and that's just speculation and and hindsight. But what did microsoft did when when you know uh, they when 81 came out they they still didn't have a start button well they sort of had a start button and what did they do with windows 10 they came back with a, uh, yep. a, a start button and a lot of yep. people like that transition you just don't take that much away from us old timers you know <laughs> basically i see, and, that and, and familiarity effect because uh, that's not exactly. everything went to the tablets but touch is really popular now yep you got and and it's avail- and too bad microsoft did come up with their own surface platform, which is mm. Touch, doing wonderful. Yes. Um, Dell has a number of products that are that way. So it's slowly introducing these hybrids uh, between Touch and Keyboard and tablets, and Windows 10 is a great interface for that. Three years. So what's co- so what's up with Windows 10?
1: Well, no, no. I love how you're talking about how Touch has become mainstream. Um, one of the biggest things that Microsoft's been working on, I'd say... We've all heard of Hololens, or maybe we haven't. Oh um, yes, Hololens yeah. is big. But, but what one uh, what Windows 10 has done, and with the um, Fall Creators update, is Windows Mixed Reality. Oh, so they're and, having
2: another Creators Update. Yep. I just want to make that clear. So last October, they had a Creators Update. Now
0: this it's November, a year later. full Creators Update. And okay. I think
1: they've announced that they're going to do this twice a year right. or at least annually. And, and they're trying to align that with all the groups. So Excellent. with the Office team and the Windows team and all the different um, engineering teams that they're trying to get consistency. So I think we are going to be on the Windows as a Service cadence now. This is it.
3: Why is it called Creator's Update?
1: So that goes back, and this is going to be, I think, great for the majority of the audience that are more consumers with it. Um, You know, we probably have business users too, but for just kind of your everyday at home use, it's designed for just, you know, at home use, the recreational use. There's a lot of great features. Um, we, We mentioned Windows Mixed Reality, which is. Just basically making it so you have these new, um, we've kind of heard of it as like VR, virtual reality. Microsoft kind of likes to use mixed reality as more of an all-encompassing. So you have devices from Acer, Asus, Dell, HP, Lenovo, and Samsung, kind of the big vendors. And these now integrate with the Windows platform very natively. So
2: Um, is mixed reality different than augmented reality?
1: Yeah, and this is the fun part where the definitions are always changing. So HoloLens is, I think, what Microsoft calls augmented reality because you wear it, but you see the world, but then you have the digital come into it. With mixed reality, um, you are kind of living in this uh, digital world Uh, But now they're trying to bridge that gap a little bit with cameras so you can see other things. And and there's a a, a platform or a program that just got brought in where now you can use your Windows 10 device with, like, a webcam um, and and add uh, kind of that mixed reality world into the real world with pictures and videos and things like that. Okay.
0: okay. Okay, and that uh, this will be for the general consumer. This isn't Yeah, it's, for it's a specialized for, you know, segment of users. No, this is oh. for
1: everybody. Um, they're doing a lot with the photo app is getting significant enhancements so you can uh, mix mm. and match videos and do some really creative things there. Really, I think it's it's all about 3D and kind of slowly moving that evolution. Like we've hit touch. That, that's kind of expected now. Mm-hmm. Now we're in the beginning of that next journey uh, of where technology and how we look at it is 3D. It's in it, it, it's kind of you know we're in a studio now, but we could have like a TV screen on the wall, but really it's 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 virtual it doesn't exist unless you're using one of these mixed reality devices
3: well, you know you've talked about a lot of things that uh you know different uh tools and techniques and things that you can do with the computer that starts to click in my head and say, okay what if i if if I had to say, is a baseline of hardware that you would need to be able to enjoy all these different functions how much memory? How much drive space? What's a baseline for for, for that type, sort of thing before? Good question to yeah. make sure you, you're you're getting the the most out of that experience.
1: Yeah. So what I'm hearing, um, I haven't looked into the technical specs, but I did listen about kind of what the costs are. Um, and a while ago, it was really, really, really expensive. Um, and I think what Microsoft's done with their OEM partners, the Dell, the ASUS, you know, all those guys, is package kind of what a mixed reality bundle looks like. So when you have a modern Windows ten device, Device. I think it's more of as long as it can run Windows Ten, you're good. The the bundle that includes the headset, the uh, the pieces that you hold, and all the different pieces, um, they're saying that it's around three ninety nine.
3: So oh, it's not outrageous not for
1: considering what you're gonna get, yeah. and considering the technology still, uh, you know, in my opinion, still very new. It's only been a couple of years since we really started hearing about mixed reality and augmented reality and virtual reality. You know, these are all things that we remember from the movies, um, but we're in kind of that pioneering phase where. You know these things are going to become a lot more mainstream.
0: Can you think of a, a mixed reality application that you could give as an example? Yeah, for, for like either either business or home. Which, for home, I was going for to say home. home. Okay, yeah. that's what I thought.
1: For home, it's more of just how you interface. So, so one that I, I've heard a lot about, and this is mixed reality. I'll do a mixed reality and augmented reality. Mixed reality for kind of a consumer is. Um, you know Microsoft acquired minecraft um, what oh, yeah. if you could play as your player within minecraft live in your actual world that you've you're building oh, yeah. um, that's you know one of the demos that I've seen is where you know you're fully immersed in it um, and you're playing in your world which you know kind of is mind-blowing from a minecraft kind of standpoint. oh my god for,
2: for some reason I just got the uh, that awful movie by Adam Sandler called <laughs> pixel just flashed through my mind exactly
1: <laughs> <laughs> now augmented reality which is what well, HoloLens is all about, which I think is a really exciting device. And you know, there's a consumer and a business thing. Consumers, more of you can just start messing around with things in your house. You can have a TV up on the screen and have it literally, you know, you can click with your finger and have it follow you, and you're watching a movie in the background while you're you're doing whatever you want to do. I mean, the Microsoft demos are, are pretty funny for consumers because you can literally have your your digital world. In, in encased in your actual house um, I think there's a lot of you know things for school I, I hear one of the big ones medical school um, oh, it's, yes. it's very challenging for surgeons and and doctors in general to you know practice on cadavers and all these different things. Uh, when you have a digital body in front of you that you can manipulate at a software level, you can do a lot of things and a lot of training, and you know remove pieces so you can see and learn things better. Lots of opportunity there. And on the business side, think of um, I think it was uh, what's the big uh, engine uh, air- airplane engine company? Uh, Boeing. No, no, the, uh, the engine Alison itself. Rolls, oh, Rolls. Rolls. Rolls yeah. Royce. Rolls yes, Royce. Yeah. Thank you. Rolls Royce was those are really expensive. Uh, it's, th- those are really expensive to make and service, and even more so, it's difficult to train the the technical engineers to maintain those. So what they're doing is making it so uh, people can learn using this augmented reality. Ship the Hololens to them and simulate what the engine looks like at scale, where we could put wow. the engine here or blow it up to real size and do that. And and I think you know when you start to look at what you can do with these things; it's crazy.
0: That's fascinating. Okay, and that's all part of the creators' package. Um, anything else in particular that's uh, a quick thing for consumers? You know
1: what? I think the biggest thing um, there's just—it's a lot of a pr- improvements. Microsoft Edge is getting improvements. There's a ton of new security capabilities. Microsoft Edge,
0: by the way, is the. Uh, replacement for uh, Internet Explorer.
1: Correct, correct. And, and I think, you know, we're, we're still on that journey together for Edge. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, it's it's one of those things where it's going to get better and they're adding new capabilities. Um, security, though, uh, I guess we can say pennant and touch improvements are significantly better. But going to security, we've seen the, the, the announcements, WannaCry, CryptoLocker, all that stuff. Microsoft is mm-hmm. doing a lot more, um, especially in this update, to protect against those kind of threats. And if you look back at WannaCry, it didn't really... Affect Windows t- 10 PCs to begin with. They're making it even better and smarter to make sure that those kind of attacks don't hit their modern flagship operating. You
2: know, system. I didn't even realize that that Windows 10 systems were not hit. Well, I, well, no. I did because they were patched, and what was vulnerable right. was the the previous operating systems like XP, which were high, which were you know unlicensed and pirated yeah. copies and, mm-hmm. and other versions of Windows mm, that why. were not patched, yeah. and that's why they were affected. That's yep. why
0: I had heard that China had a lot of China and prob- Russia, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because they have been using a lot of those pirated systems. Justin Coffey is our guest. Uh, He is from Red Level Networks, and uh, we're going to continue the conversation about Microsoft and some of the upgrades. Um, Matter of fact, what I'd like to do when we come back uh, after a few messages here in just a moment would be to talk about the Microsoft Business 365, which I think really is your bailiwick. Uh, to talk about businesses and the kind of things that they're going to be seeing. Because, Ed, as you were saying, businesses now are beginning to take on Windows 10. Oh, yeah. And and, just for
2: the expense and the elimination of and licensing management, yeah. Yeah, they yeah. have
0: to. It's uh, uh, apparently head and shoulders in terms of some of its advantages over the previous Microsoft systems. We'll talk more about that when we come back in just a minute with our Microsoft expert. That's Justin Coffey who's going to be with us uh, throughout the program here today. Thank you very much for being with us, listening to this Internet Advisor podcast. And we'll be back in just a moment to continue our conversation. Justin Coffey, who is the Microsoft Solution Manager for Red Level Networks, that's uh, based in Novi, Michigan, and they are uh, enterprise-grade IT partners with small and medium-sized businesses. And, Justin, in just a moment, I want to make sure that we can talk about Microsoft's Outreach to Business in particular, which has got a whole different set to it. But before we step away from the regular consumers, uh, like me and a lot of other people who use Windows 10, uh, were there any other significant uh, changes that came with the fall creator update?
1: Yeah, I think the one that impacts the most people is what they've done with their OneDrive platform and how it integrates with Windows. Um, you know, we, we always like to assume, you know, Microsoft's one entity; it's one company, and you know, it's one big co- co- cohesive group. But ultimately, these are different product groups. These are a lot of people running in different directions trying to align to the same goal. So OneDrive is Microsoft's cloud-based kind of file sharing tool. So I have a bunch of files. I don't want them all local on my PC in case, you know, there's a virus or there's mm-hmm. an outbreak, whatever the case is. I want them stored up in the cloud for, for a lot of different reasons.
0: No, this is OneDrive.
1: Yep, the the word OneDrive put together. Um, okay. You know, comparable to Google Drive, Box, Dropbox basically microsoft's version of it um and for a long time um there's been a disconnect between how windows really works with that cloud uh service and the windows platform um what they've done is really do a phenomenal job between the windows team and the OneDrive team to make that a native experience directly from the file explorer so basically Hmm. clicking the folder on your desktop being able is it in the cloud do i have it stored locally can i right click and just share it directly from windows that's all possible now
2: yeah because before it was was just so goofy it's like well i mean did i sync that folder do i sync it with point. my onedrive yep. and so the interface was or or the evolution of how you used it was ju- it was just confusing.
1: It feels like it's a one Microsoft product now, yeah. Um, because now I don't have to go to the website to do things that I should be able to do from the desktop, and that took just a lot uh, of co uh, co okay. engineering between yeah. the two teams. But the result's great, and, and I think from for most uh, people listening, the biggest point of that is that you know we're running on these new smaller, you know, fancy, fast devices with solid state hard drives that aren't as big as the good old big solid uh, traditional hard right. drives. That right magnet hard drives. So now I don't have to store all my pictures and videos locally, but I can see them and I get an indicator to say, are they local to the device or are they up in the cloud? And I can pull them down if I want to, you know, have a good experience, share them, you know, watch them with family and friends. Mm-hmm. Um, those are usually some of the big things. So now that's a very native out of the box uh, box experience. You know, Excellent.
2: another thing, I, uh, if you remember, uh, Microsoft released the uh, Windows Hello um in the mm. last creators update well this time uh and i'll let you describe what windows hello is but yep. this time they're actually doing the windows goodbye is the internal code name for it <laughs> but it's really the um dynamic or on um or the basically the lock of the computer so basically oh. when you you pair a blue t- tooth device and you walk away it'll lock your computer it's like your headset or a mouse or something like that or a pointer and so that it Instead of the Windows Hello, it's basically the Windows goodbye. <laughs> so, okay, now Windows Hello, what is that?
1: So uh, basically, it's just it's taking a new new stab at technology and making uh, the Windows experience more secure. Um, the first level is just using pin codes instead of actual passwords um, because writing passwords down and typing that in uh, you know that's that sensitive information when you have the right device with the right uh, TPM chips and all these different things to ensure kind of the encryptions there um, you can just use a pin code that's a lot easier for the majority of us to remember and get you right in uh, you can add fingerprint scanners and stuff like that but I think the biggest one and you know this is where oh Apple's doing something everyone get excited um, with with the, the Face, what is it? Oh, facial recognition. Facial recognition. Yes, but what is Face. With about?
3: Windows uh, t- with What are they called? iPhone it? 10. What's it's just na- facial recognition. That's all. Oh, I thought oh, they yeah. have
1: a fancy name for it, though. No, I don't think so. I think no. it's
0: iFace. I no, just no.
1: kidding. <laughs> it would make a lot of sense. In your face. <laughs> yeah, but a lot of people are like, oh, my gosh, this rapidly new technology. No, no. Microsoft's been doing it with their Surface devices and all that with Windows Hello right. for, for years. Um, and it just uses two different cameras to get the depth and you know all the, the characteristics of your face, and that logs you in using biometrics. And there's a lot of other more sophisticated capabilities Windows Hello enables you to do, um, but that's kind of the more popular one is that uh, with my Surface device that, that I have at home, um, it has the two cameras that it needs to do that, and I can just log in that way, wow. and that's an extremely secure way to you do know, it. You that,
3: know, that, that's terribly amazing, you know, because I'm in the IT field, didn't even know it existed. Right. If, yeah. if, well, that's if, because oh, we oh. haven't
2: rolled out uh, Windows 10 in, the, uh, in our environment. If we could and just... it's not,
3: it's not going to be
2: supported. They're still going to use the, um, the 15-digit password in our enterprise environment. But, you
3: know, I've <laughs> looked at Microsoft commercials about the Surface. Yep. They never talk about it. And yep. what a what what a spiffy idea! Yeah. You just, well, you I tell
2: think, folks. About I it. think the uh, I'm not sure, but did Microsoft license the Beatles song "Hello, Hello"? No, I'm
1: not if sure. If they did, that would be pretty sweet. That, yeah, you, you should you have, have done have that. Have See, the marketing
2: team. This is what we were talking about, about during the reason. commercial break is Microsoft's marketing team. If <laughs> if a dummy like me could think of something like that.
1: I think, you know what, though, I will admit, and this is huge props to the Surface team, is that their commercials for for the Surface devices, especially yes. the take on um, – Very it good. It was the last one for the Surface Studio, the, I like that the remix cl- of the song – it's, the click, it's, click, click. It's click. awesome. Yeah, yeah they're, they're doing a way better job. Um, and the marketing team is doing a good job. They're getting a lot better. Microsoft's evolving, but you know it's a journey, not, not an overnight well, step.
2: Here's another thing they did with the Creators Update. And you have to remember the Xbox One, and now they're coming up with the one Xbox, one X. I they got something. I know it's something, coming. Something, something, something's coming. But what Microsoft has did with the last Creators Update, and they've also enhanced it again, is game mode. Because yep. any game that you could play in your Xbox, you could play on Windows 10 and vice versa, and you could share. So with game mode in Windows 10, it basically just puts everything in the background. Just hush, don't take too much CPU time, and dedicate the resources of your computer and the screen to the game experience and uh-huh. making
1: enhancements for broadcasting live. I know that's yes. a huge, huge market for a lot of people right now, especially pro- professional and semi-professional gamers out there, and just you know people that just have a fun fan base. Is being able to broadcast so natively directly out of Windows and just getting efficiencies yeah. out of that. It's just
2: don't great. scan my drive right now. I'm I'm <laughs> broadcasting.
3: Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Go to sleep. You
0: know? <laughs> that is fascinating, and these are all things, folks, that are a part of the. Upgrade the. This is the Fall Creators upgrade. um I had seen at one point some articles a couple weeks ago saying, "Don't install the Fall Creators upgrade right away." Hang on, are people demurring on that? Are they backing off on that? Or are people being encouraged to go for it? So uh,
1: this is this is my take, and I haven't had a lot of time to, to look into you know what the market and the press and all that stuff are saying, but. Um, What I will say is that Microsoft, with Windows 10 especially, has done a phenomenal job with their Windows Insider program. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that program, but there's over 10 million people that actively download and use the very, very early release bits that Mm -hmm. that are released, Mm -hmm. and they vet it and test it and provide all this feedback. And um, I follow the she calls herself the chief ninja cat of the Windows Insider program. Her name's Donna. <laughs> and just seeing how that team interacts and the way that they are so deeply in uh they care so much about the feedback of the Windows Insider community, I, I think they vet it out. I'm you know, with, with everything, it can't be perfect, but with millions right. of insiders providing thousands and thousands and it's probably millions yeah. of pieces of feedback. The Microsoft team is listening. It's no longer in a bubble.
2: Well, if I remember the last Creators update, it was a substantial update. And I think why people are saying is possibly saying don't install it because they're thinking last year when it took 30 to 45 minutes to install and your computer oh, was yeah. unavailable. Yeah. So if you could defer that, that might be
3: what you're hearing in the Internet. Okay. Is you Microsoft know? Windows 10 still available for a free download to anyone?
1: No, unfortunately not. But um, you know, as we kind of you know talking about what Microsoft 365 businesses, it's starting to shift over to more of the small business for consumers. Um, you know, it, it's unfortunately you're you're going to have to go out and buy it. I don't see Microsoft making that transition anytime soon. But for a lot of people, especially, and I'm very passionate about small business um, because my dad was an entrepreneur, and I know a lot of uh, friends and family and extended you know acquaintances that are entrepreneurs. And, you know, enabling yourself to use technology to grow your business. And usually, you know, for me, I use my computer for home and and for work, and I think Mm -hmm. a lot of people do. For the small business community, um, Microsoft just launched on November 1st uh, a new cloud service called Microsoft 365 Business. Um, And this encompasses... Office 365 Business Premium, um, some of the device management security capabilities uh, from their Enterprise Mobility Plus Security suite platform, um, but more importantly, Windows 10 Business, and, and why that's so important is for a lot of businesses, the upgrade cost is, is a challenge for a small business. Staying modern is difficult. Um, so with this new this new assert, uh, cloud service, um, you can upgrade from Windows 7 and Windows 8 uh, Business. To Windows 10 business, um, and oh. then have the latest
0: version Wait, of for, the, free? Yeah,
1: for free, for oh. free, built into the subscription. Right. And that helps a lot depending on how many employees you have because it can yeah. get expensive as you stack up 100 to $200. Well, because it's a month
2: by month cost, it's already yeah. figured into the budget and it ain't going to be changing. So, I exactly. mean, that, that makes it a predictable cost. So, each yeah. machine user, then, actually, oh, so you, user. you license it for oh, user oh, and you okay. get
1: five Windows devices. In that cost, which is an, another tremendous value. Um, what? And, yeah, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I, nice. I know. I have multiple devices. I have a desktop, laptops. I got all sorts of stuff. Wow, um, that's great.
2: And and that's with
1: business. That's with the Microsoft 365 business suite. So Windows is great because when you start to look at what modern collaboration looks like for a lot of companies, and, and you know, making sure that we're safeguarding those as devices, um, you know, having kind of the right you know tools to to empower that growth and make sure you're you're engaging the customer and all that. That's super critical. Um, and that that's what Microsoft 365 business does. Um, there, I think as some of you might have seen this on TV, If especially I know they aired this on The Walking Dead last week, was Microsoft has a new commercial around a company called the Detroit Wallpaper Company. Um, yeah, it's it's a 30-second it. mm-hmm. video. And um, what's awesome about that story is my team at Red Level did that. Uh, My colleagues and I did a great job. We onboarded them to Microsoft 365 Business when it was in the preview program. So we were working directly with the product marketing groups and the engineering teams to help build and mature the product. So, um, you know, seeing a company like that and, you know, for, for people, you know, in Detroit to see one of their own, you know, broadcasted all over the world with kind of the success they're having. It's awesome to see that.
0: That's fantastic. And that's office, pardon me, MS Business. I'm sorry, Microsoft Business.
1: Microsoft 365 Business. Trust me, we're all Microsoft. 365 we're all still getting used business. to the name. We're I got all it. All still right. Getting used to the name.
0: And uh, the as you said, the cool thing about this is if you happen to be having a business where your machines are running on Windows 7 or Windows 8 Business. Yep,
1: it is the the Pro version. the Pro version. There. The pro version right. You will get a free upgrade to Windows okay. 10 Business, uh, which is the subscription version of Windows 10 for small to mid-sized businesses.
0: Fantastic. All right, uh, Justin Coffey is our guest here. Justin, we're going to take a pause for MI Tech with Mike Brennan, somebody you're familiar with as well. And uh, we, in our second hour, I want to have you stick around if you could, please. And we'll talk about some other things as well from Microsoft.